With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. Roller coaster. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. Hello, welcome back to Worst Year Ever. Is this the way I'm opening the show? I think it is. My name's Katie. <laughs> Oh, it so is. You guys, don't go anywhere. It's going to get better. (laughs) No, it can't be better than this. The energy is at an all-time high. Uh, Speaking of high, hi, I'm Cody. Hey. I'm also Cody, but it's the better Cody. That's also true. Who's legally distinct. I'm supposed to yes and that, but this information contradicts what I already know about you, which is that you are Robert Evans. That doesn't sound right. The Robert Evans? You know, Katie, in journalism, uh, we require three sources to confirm a fact like that, and I don't believe you have that con- much confirmation. I've got Sophie, so myself, notice, and Cody confirming. Confirmed. Doesn't seem like Cody's confirming. I said so. he was a better Cody, so, so uh, I think I, I think this this is the Washington Post would call this a disputed fact. <laughs> we're deadlocked. Get, this, we're, we're at two and a half Pinocchios right now. <laughs> it, yeah, it is how impossible many to know the truth. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure I could dig up a birth certificate, but who cares? We've got two Cody Johnsons today. Oh, I burnt that today. thing a long time ago to protect myself from the government. Cody, As is your I, right. Can I just say, can we just say Cody squared? Cody squared. Hmm? Cody's Johnson. We're workshopping new bits that we can put on t-shirts. Maybe that's one of them. I don't know. That's a good one, too. Send us your fan art. We're workshopping new bits for t-shirts. The shirt. That's a new slogan. Mm-hmm. That's the... Today, we're just cataloging new slogans. Yeah, that's what we're talking about today. Only that. Oh. Also, Only that. these things. Welcome to the news. Yeah. Um, 
We there's there's a bunch of stuff to get through today. We're gonna have a hodgepodge, wild ride, good time vibes all around. Um, <laughs> let's start with impeachment. Speaking of, uh-huh. wild time, ha- good time, hodgepodge, wild time, ho- hodgepodge, hog, wild uh, ride. What was your guys' experience? I've been trying my best to turn off the internet on the weekends, mm-hmm. uh, at least a little bit more. That's stay healthy. Away. I'll check in in the morning, um, you know, just to see what kind of likes I've been showered with. Um, I think you had the <laughs> see same if I've gone viral me, overnight. Um, no, but then I, I will maybe check in at the end of the day or something. I think you had the exact same thing as me on Saturday. Yeah. Where you unplugged like right when they said they were doing witnesses. Yeah. And then you went back and then it, he was acquitted. Yes, that's what I was building to. <laughs> I had the exact. I read your tweet and I was like, "Same." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Bad. So you wake up in the morning to the news that uh, they will be calling witnesses. There was that. Uh, uh, was it the Washington Post that was reporting on Friday about the call? Uh, was it Kevin McCarthy uh, the day of the insurrection on his phone with Donald Trump saying, "Call them off, call them off," and then Donald Trump was like, "Oh yeah." Those are a bunch of Antifa people. And he's like, nah, dude, they're Trump supporters. And then Donald Trump says something to the lines of, well, at least they care enough to do something about it. And mm. we've got people willing to testify and talk about it. And we were all gung ho. But then by the end of the day, he had indeed been acquitted. That was a wild ride for me, guys. You, But um, we did it. We held him accountable. We we, we held did, him accountable. We, did, we got we all it. the facts in front of everybody. Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah, I mean, they didn't even do that because they didn't call witnesses because I guess the Republicans threatened to drown them in a bunch of witnesses and keep it going, and everyone wanted to go home. They wanted to go home Valentine's for Valentine's Day. Day to get fucked or to fuck. Or to fuck, to bone at the now yeah. open restaurant so that we can have another. And it's like, God, I'm just so... That was disgusting. First of all, Continue. I'm so blackpilled right now because it's it's <laughs> we couldn't do couldn't do a proper impeachment. Couldn't call all the witnesses we need. Couldn't impeach the guy, which I guess I can forgive just because the realities of how that vote goes are what they are, and the Republicans are monsters. What I can't forgive mm. is like the Democrats have completely failed to get any kind of aid package out. They're taking another mm. week long break, and while we have no aid package, people are not getting checks. A horrible winter storm is hitting. Uh, the president is getting ready to start touring again. Uh, Joe Biden decides that the next the next big priority is to start throwing out shit about gun control. When again, no one has a fucking aid package. Like it's just yeah. this. Man, we're gonna help people. <laughs> we're gonna get into all of those different things today, I believe. But yeah, it is yeah. it is unbelievably frustrating. Also, okay, so want to wrap things up? They want to get things going, move things along to focus on these other. Very important uh, things such as yes, COVID relief, helping people. Right. So you're not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Sped these things up to not do that, but also what was the point? What was the point thus far? If you are not to get the information out, but then to get it all out, what are you doing? What is this half-assed measure like? It's largely political theater, right? Um, mm-hmm. To give the illusion that they're doing something, um, and uh, they—I mean—they knew, like, yeah, he's going to get acquitted. Although seven uh, votes from Republicans is more than I expected, so sure. yeah, I mean, I it is like historic in that more people voted to of the president in question's party voted to 
impeachment than has happened before. Yeah, it was more it was more bipartisan than yeah. let's say one would expect. But also, like, yeah, they did the thing. Also, they want to get back. They you know, it's time to get back to the real stuff. Really help the people. They're also doing a uh, what a nine eleven commission style thing about the January sixth. Mm-hmm. So like that's so you're not actually gonna yeah right do the things to call it a trial um, is really offensive to me to be honest. Yeah, it was not a trial because the jurors were also the victims and also co-conspirators and also yeah. met with the defense yeah. lawyers in the middle of the trial and pretty fuzzy. Yeah, it's like if you were putting a serial killer on trial and the jury was an even mix of family members of the people he killed and the folks who sold him bone saws. Um. <laughs> also, one thing I'm very uh, upset about actually is that they deprived us of the opportunity to see uh, Donald Trump speak well, um, yes. at, at, <laughs> at this trial. Yeah. Um, why, why couldn't you at least give us that? Watch him do his thing. Give him, give him a few minutes. Trump's you know? lawyers you yeah, were embarrassing. Could you have made him come because he turned it down? Is there some protections as a former president? Uh, that probably he not. Also, well, now that we're talking about the come of elected like, leaders, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. this is this is my wheelhouse, Katie. So talking about <laughs> Donald Trump's semen, I mean, I've got about forty six pages prepared. Should Do you we just think he prepares? He he produces semen. Um, yes. Cody's had a long held theory that he's never had sex. So I, I, I don't know that he's had sex. You can produce semen without having sex. Um, Hmm. and have you, have you ever bitten into a fast food hamburger and then had a glob of mayonnaise fall down so unhappy into like the side of your hand and then it just sort of like oozes down onto the sleeve of your jacket? That's that's. I believe it's called. Katie, uh, I believe it's called toothpasting. So yeah, toothpasting. That's how he ejaculates. But I also imagine that it smells exactly like apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It also the drip. I don't the drip know though. Down, Elf- it's inside. It go. It drips mm-hmm. down in back into his urethra as well. Apple yeah. cider vinegar has a lot of health benefits. Just putting that out yeah, there. Yeah. So th- th- this is not that case. This is not. <laughs> it's no. not only the smell. This is um, corrupted apple cider vinegar. Yeah, it's like apple corrupted. cider vinegar that's been mixed with Stop mayonnaise and left in a gym bag on a hot day. So, in the like back an apple cider like vinegar sauce. Apple cider yeah, vinegar an apple sauce. cider vinegar sauce that's been left in gym shoes in a gym bag in the back of a Ford Fiesta in 115 deg- degree heat with 96% humidity. With a dollop right. of cottage cheese. Yeah. Right before we started recording, we had a call <laughs> to discuss T-shirt designs, as I, I, I hinted at earlier in the mm-hmm. episode. And the only recurring Talking bit we could come up shit. with was, um, you know, uh, our discussion of politicians come. Yeah. And yeah. here we are continuing that. <laughs> well, yeah, it's important. Uh, I don't enjoy it. News. Um, although, but, uh, to be serious for a moment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where? Perhaps okay. if we let Donald Trump speak, um, uh, he would have incited more violence. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. like you know, I, I he mean, definitely would. There, so. there is absolutely something to be said about that. Let's give him back a platform. Let's put him in front of a camera again. Yeah, let's, let's do help that. him that come. Help him well come. Not He's a comer. I will <laughs> say. I will say though, we've already seen um, a federal lawsuit being filed against yes. him and Rudy Giuliani, uh, the NAACP, uh, on behalf of Rep. Benny Thompson, who's a, a Democrat from Mississippi. 
Um, and other other Democrats in Congress are going to be joining in as plaintiffs. Um, That'll get them. So, but the, you know, the, the lawsuit basically uh, argues that, uh, well, I'll just read from the New York Times. The lawsuit contends that Mr. Trump and Mr. Giuliani violated the Ku Klux Klan Act, an 1871 statute that includes protections against violent conspiracies that interfered with Congress's constitutional duties. The suit also names the Proud Boys, the far-right nationalist group, and the Oath Keepers militia group. So... You know, this continues, but um, yeah, it'll. Yeah. I mean, it I mean, in in Mitch McConnell's own speech, the speech where he made a very well articulated case as to why the president is indeed responsible for January sixth, and then goes on to acquit him, but also says that he uh, leaves the door open for civil lawsuits. Yeah, um, that was uh, uh, one last frustrating, you know, cherry on top. Yes. Uh, and, and again, expected, like, uh, yeah, week of the thing, they do the thing you expect, and then they uh, laugh in your face about it um, with no consequences, because Mitch McConnell can get away with anything. Um, literally, like, it's it's as if he wrote the speech yeah. um, based off of him uh, voting to convict and then Correct. read the speech anyway. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've been talking about it for weeks. How do you reconcile these two different parties within the party, these factions, the pro-Trumps and the never-Trumps? Um, you don't need I guess to. You, you do exactly what he just did, which is condemn it and still acquit. Exactly. He can't. He's he's not doing anything. Yeah, no uh, reconciliation is necessary because they're all the same. It's just uh, some are more blatant about it. The Trump wing of the party, if that's what you want to call it, is just an extension of the other part of the party. Uh, it grew from the same pot of soil. Uh, they're the same. Uh, just some are more willing to uh, try to, like, you know, talk out of the side of their mouths about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's there they are. It's Trump's party and they did it. And congratulations. Also, like one of the I forget which uh, Republican senator uh, voted to uh, convict Um was also like spreading this lie about mm-hmm. the election being stolen like for weeks. Yeah. Um and now he's being like paraded out as this like oh wow the the he, this in a bipartisan move he he comes out against Trump. It's like no, he did he helped. He did it. And now he's this like, you know, again, the resistance sort of hero type Why of just like wow, this this trial. the responsible Republican who voted against yep. Trump even though he helped him beforehand. So, you know, it's all stupid trump's lawyers were also so like horrible they were like embarrassed far like, for the course they were well, so embarrassing you, the guy didn't even it, know if he he was like oh i'm not sure if i'm under oath here it's like lawyers aren't you aren't under oath do you yeah my bet my favorite you, part was when um, he called the impeachment uh constitutional cancel culture it was just um, so much white male Republicans rage have yeah uh, about like, they have nothing. It's just cancel culture, cancel culture, Ooh, cancel culture. I have so many thoughts about cancel culture. Maybe it's, not it's for right now. It's a brilliant political strategy because what cancel culture actually is is the idea that, like, doing bad things should have consequences. Mm-hmm. And they've turned that into if you get angry at us for hurting you, you're the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, us facing consequences. tying into the Constitution's. Is yeah. fucking wild. Like yeah, that it's is amazing. like 
the Bill of Rights is constitutional virtue signaling. Like, no, fuck yeah. off. That's yeah. like, we yeah. can't, it's just melted all together. It's so frustrating. And cancel culture just become a, a catch all term for anybody coming under fire for anything at all. Uh, cancel culture police, this and that, woke police. And this is a bit of a general, general conversation that I just said I want to keep having about different things, but like, it frustrates me. I've seen people in my own life here in LA and Hollywood, you know, over the past couple of years becoming increasing, this isn't about politics specifically, but increasingly worried about saying or doing the wrong thing and how that will come back to haunt them and uh, whether or not sharing information is worth ruining somebody's career. And I'm always like, I think we, we've inflated the impact because for the most part, people who get canceled aren't canceled. They've just been called out on something. They get to mm -hmm. use that as an opportunity to address the problem, to rectify it. You, we give them an opportunity. We want people to grow. In general, that's what we see from this accountability leading to change with when people are, are open to that. It, anyway, it frustrates yeah. me. Yeah, well, and also more of – But that's like different these, than this. These days, cancel culture is kind of used as just a career move, right? Like, oh, no, I got canceled. Now I can do my canceled yeah. tour mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, go on all the canceled shows. It's Absolutely. time for this stage canceled. of my career. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's not it's not some career ruining thing. It's a moment where people get to say, you fucked up. What are you going to do about it? it potentially. And... <laughs> but also it's an opportunity for grifters and people that don't actually want to change to just uh, weaponize it. Grifters and it's certainly grift. not impeaching the president. Thank you for that is it also back not cancel culture. I've just been uh, thinking about it so much this yeah. week. Mm -hmm. anyway. Well, that's because they're they're pushing it. And that's like one of their main strategies going into 2022 is going to be like the cancel culture stuff because they're all they're all in for sure. for Trumpism. Uh, and and this... yeah, they can't not be. They've given everything to it. Exactly, it is, it's the only thing left in the party. Yeah, it's it's pure pure Trump. Uh, from it's from pure here Trump on out. and. <laughs> And Mitt Romney in that photo where he's sitting with Trump and knows that it's going to be made into a meme that's very you mean, embarrassing You mean that photograph taken by David Lynch <laughs> in a restaurant? It's, incre it's incredible. Was it really? It's no, it just looks like it. It's okay. got, it's got this, it's I was that a lot of layers to this. Mitt, Mitt Romney. Bizarre, unsettling yeah. aura of a David Lynch film. Yes, of it just does. Romney Mitt, like turning Mitt Romney the has the, the unique skill of taking pictures where his the expression on his face is genuinely an genuinely an expression no human being has ever worn before. Mm. <laughs> like it is, it's amazing. Can it's I so give tough. a positive of the impeachment trials? My very very small silver lining. I thought. Some Are you going to talk about how sexy McConnell looked in those pants? I oh, baby, am not. They and just I'm horrified hugged. by the statement, and I'm going mm. to go to HR about that comment. You, Wait, could, see, you could see the spider web stains on the inseam. No, it yeah. looked God like he. It, it looked like he was smuggling hot dog buns in a briefcase. <laughs> no, I've got a question. That was was that he actually it. wearing? Was he actually wearing interesting pants? Or are you guys no, just making no, no, not at all. No. I just wanted to. I was like, just bizarrely and inappropriately just sexual. No, I was just gonna say some of the videos they showed that weren't previously shown and have been widely seen by more Americans that are horrifying. Yes, that was yes, that's getting absolutely. to see. How close Mitt Romney and Mike Pence came to being torn apart by a mob was yeah. valuable historical insight for sure. Correct. For the record. For the record. Yeah, for the record. The historical record. You love record. to see it. You do love. No, I don't love to see it. No, I do I love, love to, to see, see it, it because at least it means that history books in the future 
will know we'll have a video component terrible these people were assuming it's legal to make history books in the future Mm -hmm. that are not just pictures of george washington punching an indigenous person to death and Which, and yeah. Trump hugging that flag. Yeah, and Trump the, hugging the many, that flag. The many occasions, <laughs> the, he has the two the flag. pages in our <laughs> yeah, yeah. history books in the future, <laughs> by which I mean Texas in a year. Mm. Well, I think it's time for us to take a little ad break. Come back, mm-hmm. talk about some other things. That's not about right. Yeah, sure, yeah Katie, we'll talk about. Speaking of cancel culture, Katie just canceled this, this podcast so that for... we can make money. What? I, I don't but know. then she'll <laughs> renew the podcast, revitalize yeah. a reboot, reboot podcast, coming I'm soon. I'm playing three dimensional chess, and you guys are ruining it by mm-hmm. commenting on just it. like Louis C.K. Um, no, no. <laughs> Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together, or not. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. Those were ads. <laughs> we're back. Good Lord, they sure were. Should we uh, get into some yeah. Uh, Texas? Yeah. yeah, let's talk about some of the weather patterns. So uh, I'm in Texas right now because my uh, mom has advanced pancreatic cancer um i'll be here for the next couple of weeks um and we are we rented a place an airbnb who we happen to know the the person or a friend of the family anyway we're in an airbnb 
Um, and it's in Plano, which is because it's a more affluent suburb and because it's a suburb, so it's not in the middle of the city or whatever, um, still has power, um, at least mostly. We have not lost it yet. Uh, in general, one of the things that people are pointing out, particularly within Dallas, is that the wealthiest neighborhoods in the city, Highland Park being a, a very noteworthy example, have not lost power, but a bunch of neighborhoods in a circle around Highland Park have lost power for significant periods of time. Um, one of the things that's, you know, noteworthy about this is that Highland Park is not just a, a, a wealthy part of Dallas. It's one of like, I don't know, the 20 or so richest neighborhoods in the entire country. Like it's real big money is Highland fucking park. And they have not, uh, had not lost power for a minute while a whole circle of neighborhoods around them have all lost power. And when a, a local Texas journalist kind of called this out and documented this, their answer was to open their, their library from, uh, 10 AM to 5 PM as a warming right. center. <laughs> One floor of the library, right? It wasn't you know, even the whole library. The coldest parts of the day, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh-huh, uh-huh. When you need that warming center. So Got to warm up um, when wow. the sun is shining in the library. So it's um, rad. Obviously, pack everybody pack in to the library uh, during the pandemic to warm mm-hmm. up briefly. Yeah. Really Huddle together for warmth inside, please. Um, it's fun that or interesting to me that the two cities in the United States that seem to have been like most disrupted by uh, the, the ice storm uh, have been Portland where I left and Dallas where I came to. I was to. about <laughs> to say, and now I have to admit that I don't know uh, the weather of these areas, but this is extreme, right? This isn't normal. Yes. Portland normally gets snow every year, but not a lot. But that was like a, a, a couple of inches. It got like 18. So, the, and there's differences. So the reason if you look at like maps of power, like grid shit in the United States, Portland is purple, which is the bad color. And all of Texas is purple. And or the reason like kind of North Oregon is purple, I think has more to do with the fact that infrastructure was physically damaged by the weight of snow um mm-hmm. power lines mm-hmm. went but it was also a demand thing but like a lot of shit just got like we had a safeway in in portland collapse like the ceiling fell Whoa, in because wow. the city just isn't built to to take snow like this right so it's right it was it's it's the it's the increased strain on the grid sure that was a factor but also just like the sheer mass of snow was not anything the city was built for because portland's really not is really not much better equipped to handle snow than dallas oddly enough um, we don't really have a fleet of ice. Uh, one of the ironic things about Portland is they don't like to use um, salt on the roads because it's bad for the water. But none but... of the people who stop that stop the tear gas canisters from going into the rivers. <laughs> it was very funny. Um, also, doesn't the salt in the ro- isn't that good for safety? No, yes. no. I mean, it's good for safety. Yeah, it's not good. It's not great for water, but it's you know a trade off. And right. I would argue a better trade-off than poisoning the water in yeah. order to tear gas children. I'd rather have salt in the water than tear gas, but... I, as would the fishes, I suspect. I think reasonable. so. We'll pull them. I know this is worst year ever, but can we just say the hotels that are hiking up their prices right now? You guys are bastards. Oh, yeah. Pieces of shit. And technically illegal under Texas state law. Oh, good Not to know. that it will get penalized. No, I mean, yeah. Like, because why, why you, would why you? Why do you even say that out loud? You also Texas. can't. <laughs> it's like hotels are, are doing $1,000 a night things. And I've seen it in te- in Dallas and Austin. My mm-hmm. brother is in, in Dallas and he has friends that couldn't find a hotel and they just left. Mm-hmm. 
because they have no power. It's just, it's fucked up. And I I think it's important to, this isn't just hitting, you know, Oregon and Texas. There are lots of states and lots of places that are experiencing uh, extreme winter weather conditions. Um, Everyone is. And we're, we're having fun here talking about this, but the reality is that a lot of people are in a terrible situation being in uh the, yeah these conditions without heat without power without water. Uh, not to mention yeah water uh you know and, and the particular the unhoused population the particular problem is it's it, 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 everyone's getting hit by this specific parts of the country are unable to cope with it realistically because they're not prepared for it. And yes. it, at least one of the things that I will say for Oregon as opposed to Texas, people in Oregon are much better equipped for cold weather. It sure. doesn't get that cold in North Texas, not yeah. often. Um, and so in addition to having the power out, not having access to heating, you know, in Oregon and in m- places that tend to get a lot of cold weather, you have a lot more wood-burning stoves or at least like gas oven. You have like a lot more ability for people to heat their their the place they live in, and also people own better jackets and more. Bl- they're just better well, ready for the weather and better ready to drive in icy conditions. And it just is Texas is completely. When I was a kid, when we would get an inch of snow or may or two, it would shut the entirety yeah. of North Texas down for days. Sometimes um, we've we're we're closing in. I look. I think we're clo- just based on what I'm seeing outside. It looks like we're closing in on a foot. We're gonna get more tonight. Um, and it's just, it, there, there's no capacity to handle it. I think yeah. I'm the only fucking person in this town with snow tires on my car. Yeah. <laughs> and so it raises an interesting conversation. Online today, there's a lot of people talking about the hypocrisy of, say, Senator Ted Cruz, who a few months ago was mocking California for rolling blackout, blackouts uh, during our, our wildfire season. Yeah. And and you know what? That's valid. You know what? Yes. Oh, He's fuck being Ted. An absolute, absolutely. Fuck absolute Dan Crenshaw. For sure. Peen. All of it. D- I would John like Cornyn. to just also point out that it is true that our leaders, elected officials in general, are not uh, preparing for uh, extreme weather patterns and changes, climate change. Uh, the way they should. We are not prepared to handle any sort of emergency as this past no. year has highlighted. So for because- me, there's a little bit of an element with the online conversation. Like, yeah, of course, that guy's an asshole uh, and and a hypocrite and, and all sorts of things. But the real problem here is that we have a bunch of our, our, our government is reluctant to embrace and acknowledge that climate change is real and start proactively doing things in advance to prepare for worst case scenario outcomes is the reason we will the reason we will not do this in most of the country is that properly preparing for these things requires a commitment to invest in the public Mm -hmm. welfare requires a a a belief that is widespread that the that public safety and health is valuable and that we all have an individual responsibility to contribute to it. And fully half of this country believes that is literally identical morally to the Holocaust. 
that that's conservatism, right? That the idea that we all contribute to each other's welfare is the same as being a Nazi. That's that's where the Hitler was a socialist stuff leads, right? That is yeah. the essence of the American right. Is that, and this is this is everyone has known this was coming. I was just re- one of my very favorite um, blogs on Pathios. Um, who, the, it was it's by the same guy. Uh, oh, geez, I'm spacing on his name right now. Um, but he he wrote uh, a very long series of reviews about the Left Behind books. He analyzes like evangelical culture. He put together an article in like 2011 pointing out that the U.S. power grid everyone knows is heading towards collapse. And one of the points was that all of the infrastructure in our national power grid was made on like a 30-year cycle. And we're now past like 55 years without replacing most of it and uh-huh. upgrading most of it. Um it is unbelievably reckless, and everyone knew this was going to be a problem. The only power grid in the nation, for all that people shit on California, that's not completely fucked right now, is the West Coast power grid. Even the East Coast grid is doing better than Texas's grid, and we'll talk about why Texas has its own grid, but it has, it has been overstressed, and the only reason that it did not have a cascading failure the last day or two is because Montreal gave... Uh, us power, right? Um, and by the way, the only reason Texas's power grid didn't collapse entirely during a series of storms in 2011 is that Mexico contributed power. So we're the equivalent of a guy who keeps going into the doctor and the doctor says, hey, you're drinking 19 Coca-Colas a day and you're pre-diabetic. You have to cut down on the soda. It's the single part of your diet that is pushing your body towards calamity. And Every year you go, well, fuck that guy. Uh, and then you wind up with horrific health consequences. And it's 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 not a surprise. And that is what we're doing. We have the ailment was diagnosed like 20 years ago. The solution is very, very clear. It is not hard. It is not beyond our material capacity or our financial capacity to handle. We chose not to deal with this. And in part because we chose to invest in foreign wars, but in part because there's just an extreme distaste by many Americans, and not just Republicans, because Democrats don't like to spend money on infrastructure either. Not really, not in a way that's comprehensive or effective. Um, They're better at it, which is part of why I think, we'll talk about Texas's grid in a second, it's part of why Texas is doing the worst out of everybody because Texas has this commitment to right-wing libertarian ideas of deregulation. Um, but this, this, none of this is a problem of, this is not even really a climate change problem, right? The more severe weather is an aspect of climate change, but the fact that we're dealing with power issues is not climate change's fault. It's our fault because we knew this was a problem and refused to take action. Right. A, climate yeah. change stresses the system yeah. in such a way that shows the problem for what it is. But if not this, something else. Yeah. You know? We could have horrible climate change related disaster and a functional power grid, which is not to which say I that like, say we that shouldn't. Which I would say that we need because there's going yeah, to continue to be horrible climate change disaster. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not going to take any action on climate change, you might at least have a functioning power grid. But we we don't and we won't. I don't know. Um, it just seems so important. Done. Like we can criticize the Ted Cruz's, we can criticize those dummies all we want, but we have to also understand that it's on both sides of people being ineffective, mm-hmm. um, and that uh, not we all come together. This is nonpartisan, but yeah, we need some people that are willing to be brave. Be brave because it is 
not the most popular thing to talk about. And, yep. you know, I, 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 but it's critical. It's just, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's completely critical. And I, I guess now we should talk about yeah. why Texas is having yes. a particular problem. So Texas. Yes. Wind, it's wind's fault. There are, yeah, it's, we'll talk about that too. There are three power grids in the continental United States. There's the East Coast grid, which is not called the East Coast grid, but it's the eastern chunk of the country. There's the western chunk of the country grid, which is like from like Wyoming over to California and north to south. And then there's Texas. Um, and all of Texas is not on the Texas grid. Part of the panhandle, like around Lubbock, Abilene, or yeah, around Lubbock, is um, part of the West Coast's grid. And a little bit of the eastern side of Texas is part of the East Coast grid. But about 80% of Texas is on its own grid. And it is the only state that is like that. Um, and there are a number of reasons to it. There's a great Texas Tribune article on it, uh, that basically says that it, you can sum it up as fuck the feds, right? Fuck the federal government. Um, Texas did not want to be not just like they didn't want to be part of the federal government's grid. They didn't want to be subject to regulation by the Department of Energy, right? Mm -hmm. That that's the key part of it. Um, and as a result, it allows, because the system's so deregulated, um, a decent chunk of Texas functions under like energy monopolies. Mm -hmm. um, and you've got, and it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's more profitable and whatnot. There's, there's most of the state is run by a, a nonprofit called ERCOT, uh, which is the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, um, which is technically a nonprofit. And they're the ones who are supposed to be managing um, all of this shit, but it, it, because Texas has its own grid that is not subject to Department of Energy regulation, um, they don't have to keep up to the same standards. And as a result, while the entire U.S. power grid is in bad shape, Texas is in, Texas is in particularly bad shape. So let's talk about wind power. People have been talking about how, oh, the wind, like the reason Texas failed is because the wind power plants failed. That's literally the opposite of the truth. Um, what people are pointing out is that the total amount of wattage uh, that that we're short by is slightly more than the capacity that wind power should provide in Texas. That's not accurate. The, we're out about 34,000 megawatts, something like that. Um, it's about 30,000 is what uh, Texas's wind power is potentially capable of generating. Um, but that's not what it ever generates, right? It's not supposed to generate that much. It goes lower in the winter. And based on their expectations for this month, wind power has been punching above, has been over providing. It's been providing more power than they anticipated for it to provide. The reason that Texas had a shortfall is because natural gas fucked up in the weather, right? Our natural gas plant stopped functioning and some of our nuclear, our nuclear plant has like a nuclear plant has gone offline as well. Um, it is not uh, wind energy that caused the shortfall that is currently a problem for Texas. Um, it's more than anything uh, are outdated and, it, 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 and completely like predictable problem. And one of the things that could have helped is we know that natural gas tends to have these kinds of failures in these temperatures. If we were connected more to the rest of the national grid, we could potentially be pulling power mm -hmm. from the West Coast or something. Um, there are ways they could have prepared for this. I found a good article in the Houston Chronicle 
Um, and I'm going to quote from this now because uh, it, it puts a lot of the problems in context. And more broadly speaking, it puts the issue that we are in, the, that, our, that the U.S. electric grid is in right now and the Texas electric grid is in right now in some context that I think is interesting, especially given conservatism's dimensions in this. Quote, Ed Hers, an energy fellow in the Department of Economics at the University of Houston, blamed the failures on the state's deregulated power system, which doesn't provide power generators with the returns needed to invest in maintaining and improving power plants. The ERCOT grid has collapsed in exactly the same manner as the old Soviet Union, said Hers. It limped along on underinvestment and neglect until it finally broke under predictable circumstances. For more than a decade, generators have not been able to charge what it costs them to produce electricity, said Hers. If you don't make a return on your money, how can you keep it up? It's like not taking care of your car. If you don't change the oil and tires, you can't expect your car to be ready to evacuate, let alone to get you to work. So, again, all very predictable, all very reasonable, all based on deregulation and a refusal to invest in any sort of of community safety or welfare whatsoever. Um, it's cool shit. I love my home state. And I think that we can all expect to see some significant changes being made in the near future to address this. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I think they're going to blame wind power and try uh, to cut funding to wind power. I guessed wrong yes, they what you just are. said. And they're going to deregulate. The point. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, they're going to invest in the free market yeah. to solve this problem. Have you guys seen any conversation or response about when they can res- expect to be putting people, turning people's electricity back on, getting power back? Um, Geez, I think probably later in the week, but we're getting another ice storm and snowstorm tonight. Um, I don't Genuinely think- worried about so many people right now yeah i don't think uh, there's really a good understanding of when things will get better or how likely it is that they will get better um i mean this this has the potential to be like a katrina level problem i'm hoping it won't get that bad but uh four million texans and change are have no power right now last i checked more than a hundred thousand people in dallas are under a boil advisory because water treatment plants failed as a result of the power advisory a boil advisory a boil means advisory. that the water treatment plants are not treating not water. So you need to boil snow or whatever. You need to boil oh. water that comes out of your faucet in order to make sure it's clean. Actually, you don't really, really boil thought it was a snow. warning yeah. for people about some condition that'll give them boils. Um, no, it's and, and, and now also uh, uh, Corpus Christi, I believe it is, on the coast is under a boil advisory, and I'm sure it will have spread more by the time you hear this episode because just, again, necessary basic infrastructure that is required in order to maintain what we consider to be the basics of modern life uh, was not invested in because it's expensive. Who's got that kind of money? Where would we make that kind of money? Where would we get money to to pay for these things? We're tapped out. We've got these people asking for handouts. Mm -hmm. We got to give the rich people tax breaks. We got to spend money on the military, all of the money, and yeah. the police. So I'm sorry, everyone. You just can't have electricity. Yeah. I don't think you're sorry. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it's rad. 
Um, yeah, it's very frustrating. The, also, the, the, specifically the lies, like the blatant yeah. lies, where it's like, well, that's just not true. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. There was a snort, snow tornado in Texas. That was neat. A snort is a good that's um, neat. A snort a good snort, abbreviation yeah. a snow for snow tornado. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more, Katie. Snort. Um, on that note, I think it's time for a little ad break, perhaps. Snow day. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get Mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get Mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. We're back. Oh, I should say one other thing about infrastructure and collapse and shit. Um, Because this is another another example of how climate change is a massive problem, but also a lot of the problems that we're having as a result of climate change are actually problems as a result of us to take very basic preparedness steps and preventative steps. Um, in in Portland, right, one of the big reasons why their grid is so fucked and so many people are out of power is that Portland has above-ground power lines, which are not the best way to do power lines. Um the fact that it makes them, you know, they get they get shit on them, they collapse. Uh, they also, the reason we had so many fires in Oregon last year is because power lines would go down in the wind and then spark and then catch hundreds of thousands of acres on fire, and people died as a result of this. And there was there was a great video at the time because there were all these all these myths that Antifa was out starting the fires. There was a wonderful video of a group of wildland a wildfire uh, firefighters like on their way to fight a fire. And one of the guys was like, 
look, there's one thing starting all these fires. It's fucking power lines. You know how I know that? Because every year for years, one thing has been starting all of the forest fires. It's fucking power lines getting blown down and then sparking. And we can fix this because it's the 21st yeah. century and we can bury our fucking power lines. And it's again, this like, yes, the dry conditions, the in- increased wind, the increased heat, uh, and the increased rain that leads to more vegetation to burn. All climate change related problems, but a lot of the fires are just starting because we won't bury our goddamn power lines. Um, mm. and, I mean, and there's a lot of that in California too. There's a ton of it in California. Um, there's a ton of it all over the place. Where my parents live. Modest yeah, investments right. in infrastructure could fix these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We won't do it though. Also for forest fires, we could also look to the, especially here in California, mentioned this at the time during the fi- wildfire season here. We ignore the history of indigenous people that lived here before us, and we uh, do not respect this earth that, you know, and, and yeah, we just ignore the advice and the wisdom that other people have accumulated and just do our own thing, and it's wrong. Yeah. And common but, knowledge and sense. Common, common knowledge, knowledge and sense, sense. All of that. Yeah. But I think that that bears repeating, especially if we're talking about uh, forest fires. Anyway, we've got more topics to discuss this week, uh, Robert, you sent around that article, that VR article. Hell yeah, I did that VR. Do you really want to dig into way. that? What were the other things yeah. you want to talk about? Let's go with that. Let's let's let's, that. let's 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 yeah end on a really uh, no. Unless you'd rather talk about <laughs> Biden's gun reform legislation. We'll no, note. let's <sighs> let's talk about let's talk about this this VR thing first. Escaping into a beautiful world where everything is fine. Guys, yeah. you don't have to aspire to a better life. You don't need to have things that other people have. You can have it in virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things like a house that isn't freezing. You uh, can't expect heat. Food that isn't spoiling, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, a government that isn't run by kleptocrats who steal your money in order to give it to Jeff Bezos so that he can send a penis into space. We should we should describe <laughs> this article first. <laughs> we should describe this article. Yeah, first. we should talk about the article. Sorry, uh, <laughs> you want you want to go, Katie? I just talked no. a bunch. Uh, uh you go, sh- Cody. Well, we should. Uh, we'll circle back to the space penis. Mm-hmm. Um. This so this is an article about um basically uh what we've been alluding to. Here's Sorry. the title: Billionaire CVR is a way to avoid radical social change. Okay, continue. Hell yeah, yeah. It's Hell about yeah. uh the using the VR basically uh, as as um you know this tech gets uh less and less expensive, uh more and more of the poor's can have it, uh which means that we can yeah. create worlds within worlds, um to basically give people a taste of what they do not have in order to placate them um, and not think that um, the uh, the material world is changeable, that uh, better things can happen in the real world because you have uh, a, a virtual world to escape to. The gist, it's it's one of those things, um, and I see, you see this a lot with uh, a lot of these just fucking billionaire nerds um, who have, like, uh, read every single like sci-fi dystopia and gone like I didn't learn anything from that. Let's yeah. do the things. Yeah, here's here's a good uh quote. Uh, this is from John Carmack, who is uh 
uh, a Doom co-creator and former CTO of Oculus. Um, and and he says for this article, not everyone can have a mansion. Not everyone can have a home theater. These are things we can simulate to some degree in virtual virtual reality. Now, the simulation's not as good as the real thing. If you're rich and you have your own home theater or mansion or private island, good for you. You're probably not the people that are going to benefit from this. Most of the people in the world lived in cramped quarters that are not what they would choose to be if they had unlimited resources. So, yes, the solution is to give them a virtual benefit reality from experience. It. Let them eat virtual to cake. Benefit. Oh, God. Uh, why them, why right, is the Doom the guy fucking... still relevant also? It's right, the Doom guy. Uh, it's very, uh, it's uh, extra fascinating too, because um, like Zuckerberg isn't like heavily featured in this article or anything like that. He's not uh, one of the quoted. He ghouls. is slightly too smart to be interviewed for this. Yes, um, but I would, um, I would highly doubt that he um, is not, uh, you know, thinking the same kind of stuff um, about uh, VR and uh, its usefulness. Um, I just, I'm just, I as I was reading this, I was contrasting it with. Um, Zuckerberg going on a virtual tour of Puerto Rico. Oh God! Uh, yeah. Yes, with oh, all the all, devastation. I forgot that happened, but you're right. Yeah, he did that. <laughs> uh, and talking about how, like, it was actually it was to show how useful virtual reality is to uh, to you know uh, give people empathy um, and be able to empathize with places you're not. And it's just uh, it's so it's such a great contrast to the article because it's like literally like, oh yeah, if you're rich in this other, in this other society, uh, you can pop yeah. on the VR and see the devastation that you don't have to experience. And then if right, you are right. there, you get the worst VR uh, where you can pretend that uh, you're, eat, you know, having a nice, a nice cooked steak. Yeah. And, um, there's, there's another line in here um, from Carmack. That's how the world gets better, by building technologies and distributing them to people so that they have something better than they would have had if that didn't exist. Okay, just the, the image it's, of a but they don't. Life. They don't have anything it's literally better. literally not. They don't, you're this, not giving them anything. Oh, I mean, God. what this well, article is illustrating is also like how these, these tech companies um, position themselves as, you know, changing the world, liberating the world, but it's actually quite the opposite. And what are these virtual reality worlds that are being built? Are you actually addressing systemic issues or talking about stuff? No, you're, you're, I think the line in here is like you're giving a glamorized version of the world without the realities that we all face, you know, without yeah, just tiptoeing around the ugliness uh, so that people can forget about it for a few minutes. But also these things are very expensive. Rich people are well, the only people that can afford it. It's not even that – I don't even think the expense is the big part of it. I is. know it is. What's so well, irrational about cheaper, this yeah. to me is the idea that if you're living in a cramped, squalid home without proper services that is incredibly uncomfortable and bleak, putting on a VR helmet doesn't let you simulate living in a better home. Mm -mm. It lets you look at a nicer home. Right? right, like you're not yeah. you're not gonna feel like your bed isn't a mattress you pulled out of the garbage 15 years ago. Right, you're not going to feel like you have hot water even though your hot water heater's broken. You're not going to feel like you have a cupboard for, full of food even though your check doesn't come for another nine days and you've got nothing but two packets of ramen in the house. Like none of it, you just get to look at a nice house. So it's like, like even 
within the concept of like what these guys are saying it could do, the only actual impact I imagine simulating wealth would have in virtual reality is it would increase people's desire to pick up a set of bolt cutters and break into the homes of the rich and then do things that we can't talk about on a podcast. Yeah. You would hope. <laughs> yeah. I would um, hope it would do that. Yeah, it's um it's uh selling people a picture of a nice place. Um I, and letting them look at it. It's just scary also. You're like I mean the goal is ultimately yeah, make you feel happy with what you have. Content. Let's let's scratch that urge without actually having to do anything for you. But that's a dangerous uh dystopian novel to me. Of All of this is every yeah, just sorry. No, that was the end of just thought. Every, every every just every day there's a new thing like this that is just like and it, it's it's such an easy go-to, but like, well, that's a Black Mirror episode. Well, that's this sci-fi dystopia. That's that's that was warned about decades ago about what we shouldn't do. And much like the power grids, right? Like just all this stuff. It's like, well, what do you get out of those things? Um, what do you learn from them? Uh, anything? Nothing. You learn that well, the the people on top win, so I should be one of those people, and then make life worse for everybody else um it's just disgusting uh and bizarre and we get closer every day and um, phrase that he described our meat peripheral yeah (laughs) i left out god i hate all of these fucking people so much um It's it must be so frustrating to be one of the dudes who invented cyberpunk back in the day as like a warning seeing instead everyone just be like oh the aesthetics of this are neat let's make it happen (laughs) yeah it's the miss uh just misses the mark so much even the uh his response to like things that we're saying about um like you know well that's not really the real world then you're creating this sort of false image of of uh, like like you like like you were saying like you're you're showing them a picture of of what other people have um, and his it's not a to, holodeck, yeah. Right, it's not a holodeck. And his response is like, I live in Dallas, it's 100 degrees here. Well, not anymore. Uh, it's 100 degrees there. We change the world around us and all that we oh, do. Yeah. We live in air conditioning. People don't generally go, oh, you're not experiencing the world around you because of air conditioning. That is what human beings do. We bend the world to our will. That's not what you're that's doing, buddy. That's not virtual reality. <laughs> that's actual reality. You're creating a condition that's habitable through air conditioning so that a you person create- can live. Exactly. It's not. It's not comparable it's real. at all. <laughs> it's real. It's real cold that a person in air conditioning doesn't think like, "Oh, wow, this is a picture of somebody looking cooler than than the heat outside." No, it's literally you I feel think, that way. I think it's also important to acknowledge something that is acknowledged in the article, which is that people keep saying virtual reality will will take over and you know really take hold. And we haven't seen that happen. <laughs> like, you know, mm. there has been a bit of a modest increase in virtual reality headset sales during the pandemic, um, but not compared to video games in general. Mm-hmm, right. uh, part of that is the fact that it is cost prohibitive for most people. The article discusses how eventually it will become more affordable for the masses. And that's like the general goal. But it isn't taking root. You know, yeah. I'm sure that's a distraction, but it's not doing the thing that people want it to do. And that's kind of what this feels like. How do we 
make this drug more affordable and addicting to people. Exactly. To the people yes. that actually could benefit from virtual reality versus the people that are wealthy enough to to spend about disposable income on a toy like this. Yeah, how do we subdue how do we more efficiently subdue uh people in uh poor conditions um and keep them there without complaining too much. Mhm. Put some soma in the water. I don't know. I take it too far. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it is it is all like it's all that stuff uh, that uh, I know. I just get just weird not... quoting dystopian novels, seeing how often the right does it to us about right. in the in the wrong way. <laughs> like, ugh, well, I can't. Well, that's talk the thing. Like, they that. don't. Yeah, they don't. Um, they don't do it in the right way. Mm-hmm. Even like they talk about whenever they talk about any movie, they're like, well, did you watch the movie? Did buddy? you watch it? Yeah, like. What are you saying? How did we get to very different messages from yeah. this? How do you yeah. watch these things? Um, but it's like uh, what in, uh, the ending of Ready Player One, a yeah. bad movie, uh, bad the movie, of Ready Player One, terrible ends, book. Why is this the future that people are steering us towards? They're striving towards it. It's so bizarre because, um, like, yeah, not only is it bad, it's a bad book, it's a bad movie. Um, yeah. It's also not desirable. That movie ends with the special boy winning the game. And so he controls the company and like the the victory is that like he gets a nicer apartment. He does. Yeah. And then people like need to log off every once in a while. They still have the terrible dystopian world in which they live, which they can escape from via VR. It's still shit. It's <laughs> utter shit. Oh, it's so good. Cody, I think what you meant to say is things are heading in a good direction. We're on our way towards more freedom. Everything is so sol, sol, solid, solid. <laughs> it's solid. It is fine it's and no one's freezing to death. We're working on a so new good. theme song, too. We like the world now. Things mm-hmm. are better and everybody's happy. Is that our happy. new t-shirt? <laughs> we like the world now. Things are better and everyone's happy. Yep, buy it in that's, our merch store. Buy it in our merch store. God. Uh, I think that does it for us today. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We can talk about gun control another time. We've got um, all the time in the world. <laughs> yeah. We've got all the time in the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Send us on vacation. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Like like Congress, we're we're going on go to cashing in early, not having done our full job because who what are you what are you going to do? I what are you going to do? Listen to listen to another podcast? Here. You fucking you going to listen to another you going to listen to the Chapos or the Cumtowns? No, you're not. You're addicted. You're going to stay here. <laughs> motherfuckers. Sophie, can we call the audience motherfuckers? Like We're not near an ad. We're not. Um, you can no, follow, we love you can follow us at Worst Year Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Motherfuckers. You, oh, you can follow Katie Stoll at, at Katie Stoll. You can follow Cody at Dr. Mr. Cody. You can follow Robert at I write okay. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. Get in zone. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix Finder, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.